Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. Uh, this is the show where we have very famous people like Leanne Whippen, who's my co-host. And uh, she's got a little catchy voice today. She's been traveling yeah. a lot, though. She's been doing a I lot, have, so we got to give I her have. a break on that. She's a little... Signing autographs? Yeah. No, oh, just, yeah. Just doing events. It's been crazy. Taste, taste, test. Uh, oh no cooking coke. world food championships judging oh, the jack judging, judging yeah. then going to nascar Phoenix races and NASCAR. cooking oh, wow. yeah it's, it's been a lot wow we're famous wow i know it's good nice. i'm infamous like she's yeah. famous yeah. nice so, good okay. here awesome. we go so here on after hours as you know folks is where we um ask some very fun and silly questions and we can get into subjects that aren't normally acceptable on the radio which is fine um but so will has been kind enough to stick around here so i'm going to ask you a couple of the older questions and then we'll jump into the newer ones okay? yes okay boxers or briefs oh for god's sakes <laughs> for you today you have to guess boxers <laughs> boxers <laughs> what's the hardest thing about running an operation like painted hills i don't the hardest thing is staying away and letting everything churn because we have a wonderful crew today. The ladies that are there that I can never count. Gabrielle always corrects me when she says I'm wrong with 12 or 13 or however many we have. But got a bunch. Um, we've got plenty. And and we actually, we, we pride ourselves on having that many folks hired in our little bitty town and nobody 300 in Fossil and 700 in Condon next door where we get a handful as well. And and those ladies, they got, they got it down. They know what they're doing. I've tried to, years ago, I heard somebody say, run your, do your job as if you're not going to be there tomorrow. And, and I think that's really important because especially in a business like ours, I mean, there's a lot of businesses like ours that by God, it's me and I'm the, I'm the bow of the boat and I make it all happen. And, mm -hmm. and all those things, and there's still a place for that, but you know, I just told you when I came down here this morning, there's a things going on at home and, and I butted in with an email, right? I didn't have to, they had it, they know what to do. They got it all down. And so I just sit back and actually I feel kind of guilty. I ought to go outside and play in the dirt more because I just, I'm, mm -hmm. I do the things I focus on at work now are risk management and knowledge and learn trying to get ahead of that next curve and mm -hmm. be in the front of not missing any opportunities we have and and um 
it's that's 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 all I do. I guess I ought to sweep. <laughs> I I got my son. My uh, Trey is there now, and he's the low man on the totem pole, so he gets to go to the dump. So I guess I don't have to go to the dump. But that <laughs> I've been to the dump with you <laughs> years ago. Um. So if we put your skills to music, oh, what would the music be? Probably something I don't know. I'll be honest, it's something I can't even explain because I just happen to, my skills are, again, just real quiet knowledge like that. And I, I hope I get loud and mouthy once in a while, like when I sit here and tell you all about the cattle business. But but I like to play on the computer and I like to build widgets so that makes the everybody's job easier, you know. Right. So I got on some YouTube thing the other day that was some crazy, it said best concentration music or something. And it was a funky, it was, it was not Hank Jr. You know, yeah. I mean, I, it's a weird, it, I guess I'm open to listening to all kinds of things and I learned something new. Now, could I go back and find it again? Hell, I don't know. Yeah. But it's pretty smooth, jivey stuff. Well, what came to mind for me was that song where they go, it's kind of very melodic and it goes, Sail away, sail away, sail away. There they you they go. play it at the dentist office. There you see, yeah. that's a, 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 a oh, come Chris, on, Yacht Christopher Rock. Christopher Cross. Yacht Rock yeah. is my favorite. And there's only seven songs on there, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody that. Oh, no. no I'm ACDC no. guy always. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> me too. What's the. Um, What's the biggest mistake you've ever made in doing your job that you could fess up to? I, um, not that I've not ever made a mistake, but a big mistake would be to cost a pile of money that uh, you probably the biggest mistake would be in that risk management we talk about. And here we go. Highly technical again, but I didn't get out of I took a risk. Man I've been getting risk management is highly leveraged. Risk management is highly risky <laughs> on both sides. Mm -hmm. And when when we had uh, someone stand at the pedestal and say, we're going to have a pandemic, I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And I had some risk management positions in hand that I felt good about that would have said, yes, I get to buy those cattle in the future and I'm going to make money selling the beef on those. And the pandemic caused me to have to take money out of every orifice we had to hang on to those, and I should have got out of them. Now, I'm not smart enough to be as worried as I should have been. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. dad, my dad says, well, "I don't know how you slept at night. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. I don't know how you did it." Because every morning I had to, I, I we had to send a check to Chicago that was worth more than your house, and every morning. And every morning. Yeah. And every morning. And because you kept looking and going, well, if it's going to get that low, I'm going to, I'm going to make money, but I have to come up with the house money today. I'm going to make money three months from now, but I got to come up with the house money today. My God, and I if just, you had three weeks of that, you could buy half a Wheeler County. I, it was, it was exactly like that, but we lived through it. Yeah. But it, that was probably the biggest. I've never, I, I, not. I made a lot of mistakes as a kid that cost me a lot more than just in life. This this thing. Yeah. In this B thing, there's so much flow. I told the girls in the office, they're often asking me, what do I price on that? What do I price this at? What do I price that at? What do I price this at? And I said, look, we got 
300 boxes of it. You're going to sell 35 boxes at what? I'm not going to go back and care whether you left a nickel on the table because we've got too much. Or, you know, we don't have time for that because you know what happens again next week? We get another 300 boxes. Yep. And we, you know what happens next week? We get another 300 boxes. So you try and guide from afar and charge ahead and... Just keep moving. Yep. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. So, Leanne, how do you cook your... Um, Christmas roast. I do um, let it sit out of the refrigerator for a little while because if you put in a cold piece of meat that's that big, um, the outside's going to get overdone before the inside gets done. So right. I do bring it to room temperature. And um, I prefer to do a reverse sear if I have that luxury of whatever equipment I'm on at the time so that you have that even medium rare throughout the piece of meat. Um, I heavily season it with pretty much just salt, pepper, and garlic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if my mom has some fresh rosemary, I'll throw that in there too. But heavy, heavy, because, you know, again, it's a lot of meat. And so I feel like you can't even oversalt it. I do not, I like it bone in. And I do not like when they tie the roast with string and have the bone already cut. I've got Mm -hmm. into it with meat managers about that because- I always say, do not cut it. Oh, well, it makes it so easy. No, yeah. I want my prime rib with the bone on it on my plate in one piece. <laughs> yeah, wow. You order it early. And yeah. um, I do start, you know, if I'm doing just straight up in the oven, I'll start it at a high temp at like 550 and then drop it down as soon as I put it in there and slow roast it. Nice. Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, you're making me hungry. How about you? There, oh my gosh. I just get it cooked. I don't even know. I got to tell you a story. <laughs> I, <laughs> this You're going to enjoy this. Well, one I, thing about you, if you screw it up, there's another one in the oh, cooler. Oh, so. geez. I cooked a strip loin the other day for, we did a Christmas photo shoot for coming up and yeah. such. And, and I went out and now it's dark outside and you're trying to cook. And I put a strip loin, two halves of a strip loin on my black olive. And I, and I love my black olive, but it has a weakness, right? And so I put them out there and I put it too slow and too low and, and I'm cooking away. And pretty soon I'm like, God, I gotta, I gotta turn this thing up. Cause I gotta get these girls. They want to eat. We're going to take pictures. We got to do this. And it's only uh, 87 degrees. Oh hell, here we go. So I turned it up and went back in. I came back out and it not only fired up, but it lit all the grease on fire that had lit in the, in the bottom. I come out, it looks like a sim, a 1967 Kenworth, right? Black smoke rolling out. I, I, I look, I opened the lid. There's fire everywhere. I flipped it over. I got the fire out. I pulled it off. I got the fire out. I put, flipped it over, turned it upside down, put it back in there. Kind of counted to about 15 or so got it black and i did everything leanne did with a whole bunch of work i brought it in it's black as your hat on the outside not really that black but it looks good i mean it looks it's it's photo worthy it's got a nice bark and we sliced into it it's perfect it's perfect pink all the way through the temperature i'm going oh god i overdid it i don't know what you know I could, I had I have my in-laws there for photos and they're just ranting and raving over this strip loin and I'm like 
you know, I don't want it to sound comp. I don't want beef to sound complicated because I just absolutely slaughtered. I, I slow cooked too slow here. Then I set the son of a gun on fire and had flames firing. <laughs> and, you know, when I was all done, all I did just for meathead's sake was poke around on the outside and go, yep, that's about done for strip one. <laughs> yeah. I brought it in and it was you, 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 when you see the pictures now, if you see the, the, the yeah. social media stuff go by, you'll laugh because it was a comedy of errors. I had done the same thing not five days earlier with a pork butt. I had to put a big pork butt in there. I let it smoke all day. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We got to 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock at night, and it was frozen in the middle when I started, though. That's how I often, I'm often yeah, way I behind. Know. Yeah, yeah. And we got to 4.30 or 5 o'clock at night. And I stuck the thermometer in there, and it was 130, 130, and I was trying to get to 210 or something like that. Yeah. So what did I do with the black olive? Shh, fired, fired it up. up. Went in the house. Three minutes later, I come out, and it's rolling coal out of that sucker. <laughs> I had flames everywhere, and, and you know, but I got her all under control, and it worked. But I got to go back to using my Traeger. <laughs> <laughs> You're dangerous. Yeah, I am dangerous. The best, yeah. the best rib I ever cooked, I put on my Traeger, and it was as hard as a brick when I plonked it on that thing. And I rub them kind of the same way, whatever I've got laying around. And I just, I don't know how I did it, but it came out just right and pink all the way through. Yeah. And but uh, yeah, it was. It's been. It, it's pretty. They're pretty durable. So you just, you got your temperature gauge, what your target is. You know, absolutely durable. Now, Leanne, when you cook your rib, when the, the whole standing rib idea, do you how do you do you stand it up? Or I've just always wondered: is there such thing as a, what's a standing rib roast? Yeah, so I don't need a. First off, I don't cook it in a deep roasting pan. I cook it in a shallow broiling pan. Uh huh. Actually, I take the piece out that goes on top it's so it's a flat pan yeah that's you know about two inches high yep. not like a four inch roaster because i want the air to circulate around it thank you meathead um so and the bone always goes down and it just stands on its own because i'm gonna have at least a four bone even a three bone will stand up on awesome. its own yeah. You don't need to prop it up. It'll just sit there and awesome. do its thing. I did mm -hmm. that one time thinking I had no idea. I'm just like, is this a stand? Let's try this, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. That's no, awesome. It, it stands on its own. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I I use um, one of my pellet grills. Yeah. Uh, for that. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. much like your seasoning, I salt, pepper, garlic, a little rosemary, maybe a little basil or something, whatever mixture I happen to have laying around yeah. on yeah. the stovetop. And I just cover it with yeah. that and the ends, yeah. the whole thing. Um, I used to do the pack'em and salt deal yeah. and then a roaster thing. That was fine, but it was a big mess to clean up afterwards. Yeah. And you wouldn't burn through a lot of salt. And, you know, when I... Took it and dumped it out in the pasture, burnt a hole in the ground because of all that salt <laughs> there. Know. But, but the point being is, I just kind of slow roast them on the on one of the pellet grills. I'll yeah. turn it up when you pop it in there. You know, yeah. it'll be probably close to four hundred, four hundred twenty five degrees, yep. and then I turn it back down. Um, I don't know where I put it, three thirty five, something like that. Three fifty, yeah. yeah. Maybe. It depends because I, I do a different technique on it on because the two grills are they're both pellet grills. They're both great grills, but I do it a little differently on each one yeah. just because I'm used to cooking on them. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Super, super important is, and it seems like the obvious, but um, you got to let it rest for at least 10, 15 minutes. Now oh, I like yes. my food hot and it breaks my heart to do that. But if you no. cut into it right away, all the juices pour yep, out, you, you know, so you got to let it rest. Um, Absolutely. So that's an important thing. Yes, that's Thank you for that. For people that, that don't, important. Leanne was talking about a shallow roasting pan. Uh -huh. If you don't have one, the one thing you can do, and I actually do this with my turkeys. <clears throat> I put a rack in one of my pans and that rack will elevate them about inch and a half, two inches. Yeah. And that helps the airflow. Yeah. No wonder mm -hmm. it like that. Yeah. And I, and I've done that before. I don't think it makes a whole hell of a lot of difference except yeah. that it makes it a more even cook um on the rib roast or the turkey when you've got some airflow like she's talking about underneath it you can achieve mm -hmm. it many ways yeah meathead just puts his right on the rack mm. um and i don't know what kind of grills he's using they've right. got hundreds of them back right. there but the point is he'll put a drip pan underneath it mm -hmm. and let that those drippings go down in that pan with a bunch of vegetables and yeah. you know he does all that stuff um that's a good way to do it. If you've got the time, I'm not that patient. I, yeah. I like Leanne, I, you know, I've usually trimmed it the day or so before. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then a lot of times I've even seasoned it the night before. And then I bring it out and let it sit yeah. on the counter for yeah. an hour or two. And then, um, and when I'm prepared, it. yeah, when I'm prepared, I, I let them sit out like that. Cause I have learned that's a good trick. I yeah. like that. I yeah. Like that tool. But that's the way I do it. And I used to do the one too, where there's a, there's a classic recipe that comes from up here and it's, um, herb crusted, uh, well, they call it roast beef, but they yeah. don't, they don't call it a prime rib, but an herb crusted mm -hmm. rib roast, the same thing, lots of SPG, some other herbs in there like that. And they literally just kind of coat it. The one thing that they do is they put a little oil on it yeah. in that recipe. Oh yeah. Just a touch yeah. that makes the seasoning kind of stick to it a little more. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if you're going to dump a whole bottle of vegetable oil, I, I have a problem with that. But if you're using mm -hmm. just a little bit, what are your thoughts, Leanne? Yeah, you have to be careful. It's really not necessary because, I mean, the meat has moisture in it. It's going to grab onto those right. spices. If you don't dry it with a paper towel, obviously, before. But oil can be a problem. It can, um, if you put too much, obviously, your, your spices are going to roll off of your roast. So I, I don't see that necessity yeah myself i i don't do it anymore but i never had a problem with it because i only use like a tablespoon on a whole roast right. and it just kind of mm -hmm. made it sticky right yeah but like that and um the other thing that leanne was referring to is and i tried this a few times the ribs were tied on i've even yeah. cut roasts and tied the ribs back on yeah i put seasoning in between the you know the eye and the, yeah. and the rib mm -hmm. and that those don't really get wherever the ribs are in contact with that. They it's cooked, but it's not. It doesn't have a bark on it. It's not crunchy right. on the outside mm -hmm. and all that. Right. It's kind of soggy in there. Right. So I just save the ribs now. My daughter, you have to fight her for those because yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, that's what I'm after. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all good, and you got to have slobber when you do that. <laughs> you slobber, man. While you do the ribs? Uh, no, I don't slobber, but I do have, um, I'm known to have a lot of residual on my face. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's spices and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like, you know, being a, I have a yeah. 
big old heavy mustache. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes later after the meal, you're over there and you go like yeah. this and you get a chunk of those spices <laughs> fall out of your mustache, you know, it's like, hmm, okay, you go. like that. There you go. Um, if we said, Will Homer, you could bring somebody really famous besides me or Leanne to Fossil and you could cook for them and then eat dinner with them, who would it be? Oh, man. I don't whine. Just answer. I don't really care about famous people like people. Well, do I know that's I true. <laughs> I know that's awesome. true. Yes, I don't know. You know who? How would who would? I mean, so I'm thinking somebody like Churchill uh, or Roosevelt or Lincoln or uh, you know Sarah Lee. I guess I need to pay better Debbie. attention in history class, see, to know yeah, what yeah. their importance was or remember what it was. Right? So, Is there anybody famous in Wheeler County uh, besides you? No, okay. not that I know of. All right. There probably is, but they own a ranch off over there in the south end of town. You know, I don't know. They Lots own, of those. They own Mayville. Lots of those. <laughs> See, the Ochicos, the Ochico range out of Prineville is the north face of that is in Wheeler County. And every ranch there now is owned by some big organization. So you see Pape is the big John Deere dealer, right. cat dealer here. They own a big ranch there. Albertsons owns a big ranch over there. Um, you know, they all, they're, they're just, that's how, that's how ranch life goes these days in Wheeler County is because there's trees and there's elk and there's, now we own a ranch. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots and they can go out there twice a year and get a yep. deer and get an elk. Yeah, fly their helicopter out and yep. enjoy their ranch, which is great. Good for them. That's great. Mm -hmm. That just. So you just touched on something there and I, I probably should ask you this in the regular show. There's Albertsons and Kroger's. Kroger is trying to yeah. get a hold of Albertsons and merge in there. Now you've yeah. got some attorney generals yeah. in our state here, yeah. but in other states around that say, no, that's too big. That's, that's too big. They don't want that to happen. I'm not sure of the, cause they're talking about monopolies. Doesn't that make them number three? Yeah. That's not, they're not, you know, they're mm -hmm. not going over the roof on this thing, but yeah. I don't understand that why they would have a problem with that. You know, the the ultimate decision is from the consumer because after these mergers and you get in there and some of the products that you're used to aren't there anymore or whatever, that's a consumer decision. That's not an yeah. attorney general decision. Yeah, that's really what will happen is the, is the big guys will just keep whittling down to the item that sells and get rid of the item that doesn't sell. And what it leaves is a hole for hopefully the independents to survive. Mm -hmm. And we live, we work with a ton of independent grocers still in the Northwest and um, let's hope they survive. You know, let's hope they can, they can manage this environment. And I think that, that what we talked on about earlier with uh, consumer uh, recognizing a brand and wanting a brand, I think will help that small retailer survive and grow actually, and get away from some of those, big name things that we see um that are growing in the stores you're in now you know right um i i don't know what I, we 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 all don't uh, totally understand the whole com competition and you know too close together and all those things are all some kind of political decision somewhere that you know we'll never i don't know we'll ever understand but you know, the old, I'll tell you where it's going to affect things. I'm glad you came back to this, though, because just recently, about a month ago, I mentioned chuck roll prices about a right. month ago. 
took off and they went up um a dollar and a half. They went up just about 50% in two weeks. And everybody kind of went, what in the, what is going on here? What is going on here? And what happens, what's happening in our world is that our buyers, our people that are buying beef are not old gray guys anymore. The, the boomers are retiring. You pointed at me when you said old gray guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 they're not, they're retiring and they're going away. And there's, there's that old knowledge is, is, is leaving. And what's happening, what happens is the weather changed and it got cooler. And all of a sudden the retailer says, you know, I'm not going to sell strip loins and tri-tips anymore. I'm going to sell chuck rolls. And the bigger the buyer is against those big packers, the bigger the buyer is. And he says, if, if Walmart and Kroger called on the same day to the packers and said, hey, it's cool here. We're going to buy chuck rolls. The price goes up 50%. Because they both focused on the same item at the same right, time. Right. And, and there'll, be, there'll be less knowledge, less understanding of the industry to say, gosh, those tri-tips are 340 If I can't sell tri-tips for six bucks a pound in the store all day long and get rid of those, I'm a fool. And, and that's, the, that's what's going to happen. And so as Kroger gets bigger or, Kro- yeah, whatever, as, you know, all, as they move through time, they don't even have to get bigger. Right. Just... The other side of that coin is that one of these groups I was with this last week, I made this comment about having new people as buyers, not having the experience, not understanding the whole carcass. And, and they said, well, that's funny you brought that up because we present to retailers, we present to industry people, and it's, there's always a different one. There's always a different person in that yeah. position. Yeah. When, when we come every year, there's a new person in that position. They don't have that knowledge and that understanding. So in the long run, what I'm telling you is you're going to see more volatility in those items that are seasonal. When we get to May 15th, the strip loin roast is the strip loin steak. The New York steaks are going to explode because all of a sudden somebody went to their calendar and said, hey, sun's shining outside. Try tips. Can I get try tips this week? And and the chuck rolls are going to fall off the table and we'll we'll play this same game we always play. We just have to play it harder. And and, and that's what I, th- I think is going to happen. I, okay. Well, go beeves. Yeah, exactly. Go, go beeves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want for Christmas? I'm going to ask Leanne that, and I, she's going to oh, hold geez. up a list. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm not that person. I am that person that spoiled myself <laughs> to death. I just get whatever. I don't, I'm not going to wait for you to pick something out for me that I'm not going to like because I'm spoiled rotten. <laughs> <laughs> I pick wow. good stuff for you. I am terrible. I am a terrible person. So I told my mother-in-law, I said, you make me some of them pecans that you make or you make me. I'm turning into my father. We buy my father the the month, the fruit of the month club from California. Right. And he thinks that's the best gift on earth. And so I'm turning into the same thing. You just give me a little something, a little candy or something, and don't buy me something. that We're, we're, in the, we're turning over, right? We're turning over from that person that was... Oh my God, it's got to be this and that to that. Now we're going to be, well, I don't know if I've told you, did I tell you I'm going to be a grandfather, right? So yeah. we got ah. So I'm pointing coming. at you, yeah. Gray Hair. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. So I guess we'll have future people to have Christmas for, but. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't. I will tell you both a quick story. Oh, uh, Leanne, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah. I already know what I'm getting you. So just. I want. Um, a painted hills, uh, five bone rib roast, please. Five bone. Holy smokes. <laughs> Can you handle I'll it? I'll take four. Okay, four. 
Four of them. I'll do four. I want the center. I want the center of the roast. (laughs) Now she's getting fussy. Now she's getting well. You asked me. Uh, That's it. That's it. Nope. You're right. You're. uh, I understand. I understand. You're right. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm surprised she didn't say throw in a case of tri-tip too, just for the hell. I often do that. Uh, I know. I'll take tri-tip as an alternative. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have a dock. Help out with the inventory. You have a loading dock. Yeah. 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 I'll make send, one. I have to send a truck with a gate. Yeah. I will, I will Tommy make left one. for Leanne. Um, yes. Okay. So here's my, I haven't. Wait, you haven't really said no. what you want for Christmas. Oh. Not about what you want. It's about what you get. I don't, I don't really. I don't really. I'm like you, yeah. you know, if I see something. I mean, we've lived a long enough life. We have stuff, oh, too much. you know, you got stuff and, yeah. and you, I'm kind of to the point where I'm weeding out stuff. Yeah. And I know that anything that, you know, my wife or my daughter or my friends get me is very well thought out and thought yeah. through and I appreciate it and I keep it, I use it, I do whatever yeah. I'm supposed to. With yeah. It. But there's nothing that really, you know, jumps up. I told my daughter, I wanted an air fryer. I don't have an air fryer. Leanne, oh, yeah. Leanne has one. Me, has one. I don't know. Yeah, if you but have I one. have the combo air fryer slash toaster oven by Cousinart, yeah. so it doesn't take up a whole bunch of space. Right, oh. right. So and, a dedicated air fryer, you need space. Well, we have space. Our, we've got a fairly large kitchen. Um, but yeah, that's a good yeah. gift. Yeah. You know, some, kitchen. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. B- bigger kitchen. Yeah. That drive my wife really crazy. We got one. And I'm actually thinking of switching it. over to stainless steel pans from my, um, we've moved into cast iron. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got all that. Enjoy those. I've got, you know, I've got tons of cast iron yeah. and, uh, all that. I just, just things like that, you know, they, I've got new golf clubs coming in the spring <laughs> from a new sponsor from, from the golf show. So I, I don't, I really wish, well, here's, let me tell you a story. I'll change subject and then we'll close this out. Mm-hmm. Cause I haven't told, I think I told you a little bit about this, but I haven't really talked to Leanne. She's been gone. Thanksgiving, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, my buddy, uh, Lyle, affectionately known as Mongo and I do a shopping trip. Every Sunday before Thanksgiving, it's a tradition because he likes to pay for a good portion of the Thanksgiving meal because we do all the cooking and all that. Okay, that's great. So he and I are rounding the corner and going down this aisle and a lady is coming up the other way. Both carts are reasonably full. And she looked at us and she said, looks like you're cooking for a big group. And I said, yeah, the usual derelicts and suspects are coming by. (laughs) My smart ass is always, you know. (laughs) And she goes, well, that's very nice of you. She goes, she opens up her wallet and she says, I'd like to contribute to your cause. And so I I said, no, thank you, no, but you you don't understand that the usual derelicts and suspects, we're not feeding people off the street. That's our family and friends, and that's what they get labeled as derelicts and suspects because we've been doing this for so long. 
And I said, I appreciate the offer, but she wanted to give us like 20 bucks to offset this cost because, and I thought that was a really nice person. Oh, absolutely. To do that. Wow. To two, you know, goofy strangers at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. But so I'm not sure Lyle didn't go back around the other corner and get the 20 bucks (laughs) from her. I'm not sure about that, but I thought that was a very nice thing that she did. I don't know who she is. I've never seen her before. Probably won't see her again, but that was very good. So there you go. I I do kind of wish that my greatest Christmas present would be that we stop kind of beating the crap out of each other in this country and kind of get back on a path. Um, You know, not all of us are ever going to agree about everything, but let's kind of try to move forward instead of all this silly stuff. I would put it in other terms, but children listen to the show oh, too so you know you now you care. tell me now i tell you yeah mm-hmm. um mr will homer coo of painted hills thanks for coming sure and uh thank you for joining the christmas show the show. yeah Mer christmas merk christmas it's american christmas Listen, that's my it God. that's yes, it sir. don't i look ready woodrow yeah and miss leanne yes you look ravishing as always absolutely oh thank you Jeez. i don't feel it i need to have a my teeth taken care of yeah. my, they're going to pull my tooth. I know it. That's why I have the rasp because yeah. I have an infection in my body now. Yeah. Um, I wish you happy holidays, both of you. And of course, for your surgery coming up. Um, yes, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be good. You'll you, be good. you will be great. Yep. I will be good. I've got, I went in for one of the pre-op deals and they send you home with a carload of crap. I've got braces and water coolers and ice packs and oh my gosh, all this stuff. And I'm like, now will you, you'll be outpatient. It'll be the one day. I won't even be, I won't be overnight. I'll be in it, even at seven and out by four type thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Then I'm Shelly's problem for the next three weeks. Oh my God. We better send rescue, rescue. You better send her. Yeah. (laughs) Something. Something yeah. medicinal. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Yes. Will Homer, thank you. Miss Leanne, thank you. We, thank for you. all the crew here, we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Be kind and remember our motto here. You remember what it is? Turn it, don't burn it. That's a girl. We'll see you after the, after the New Year. Take care, everybody. <laughs>